welcome back to your power call. I appreciate you all tapping in. Let's give a moment for everybody to come on in. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to your power call. I am your brother, Mr. West. I appreciate you all as always tapping in every morning, Monday through Friday for your power call. Today we have another exciting and informative and uh, impactful lecture that we're going to break down. This will be another two-part session that we're in as well today. Please let me know if you can see me, you can hear me. Um, if you are checking out the live, um, if you received a message, like I said, we got, this is broken up into two halves. So we'll have feedback tomorrow uh, for those in the premium community. But also, if you're not in the premium community, please take notes. Um, even if you're in the premium community, take notes so that you can share your power call testimonials of this first half. And then tomorrow as well as your second half in the power call testimonial space, because as we always say, that we are learning from each other. So what you may have taken out of this power call um, today can help someone else that may not have seen or heard that particular point, or it may not have touched them in the way that it touched you. So everyone's testimony, everybody's uh, feedback, their takeaways is important. And again, utilize the power call testimonial space to do so. If you would like to upgrade, um, as you know, we have a brothers only chat. We have a sisters only chat. Um, there's classes, there's there's um, courses being added as well within the Power Call app as well. So if you would like to be a part of that, if you would like to partake in those uh, activities, please upgrade to the premium community with the app. Um, if you're on Android, you can update within the app. If you're on an Apple or iPhone device, please utilize your web browser for the moment and go to www.thepowercall.com. Net. Um, again, excuse me, yourpowercall.net, yes. And again, we are doing the feedback tomorrow, so everyone should be coming through the Vimeo side. Check your messages, check your messages, use the Vimeo link. So we're just going to watch the first half of this lecture today. The second half, we'll have the premium side opened up so that we can do feedback after the lecture has been completed in its entirety. But again, take notes. Be sure to share your feedback in the Power Call testimonial space. And we'll have the on-air, in-app feedback uh, tomorrow. So just be good. Remember to check your messages um, as well for all updates. So as always, thank you and welcome. Assalamu alaikum to those just entering. Um, and I appreciate you all's cooperation and participation as well. As customary, we're going to start off in prayer. Um, so let's begin to take the position of prayer that's most comfortable to you. Right. Attention prayer. In the name of Allah, the beneficent, the merciful, surely I have turned myself being upright to him who originated the heavens and the earth, and I am not of the polytheists. Surely my prayer, my sacrifice, my life and my death are all for Allah, the Lord of the worlds. No associate has he, and this I am commanded, and I am of those who submit. O Allah, thou art the king. There is no God but thee, but thou art the Lord, and I am thy servant. I have been unjust to myself, and I confess my faults. So grant me protection against all my faults, for none grants protection against faults but thee, and guide me to the best of morals, for none guides to the best of morals but thee. And turn me away from the evil and indecent morals, for none turns away from the evil and indecent morals but thee. 
or Allah make Muhammad successful. And the true followers of Muhammad successful, as thou did make Abraham successful, and the true followers of Abraham successful, for surely thou art praiseworthy and magnified. And O Allah, bless Muhammad, and the true followers of Muhammad, as thou did bless Abraham, and the true followers of Abraham, for surely thou art praiseworthy and magnified. I mean. So again, assalamu alaikum. Welcome to your power call. Welcome back to your power call if you're a returning member. Um, again, we will have takeaways after part two of this lecture. This is a lecture um, that is good for all of us, as all the lectures are, but this is on the knowledge of God and the knowledge of self. This is one of the pillars of what we need today. Um, we have a lot of knowledge that is given to us. We have a lot of things that we've been taught by the enemy, by the school system, um, by our environment. But this is a true knowledge that we need in order to be successful uh, in life, um, not just by successful by the means of the world, but successful by the measuring of Allah. So, again, let's tap in. Make sure you take your notes. Make sure you share your takeaways in the power call testimonials before I get it started as well. Remember, if you would like to visit your local mosque or study group, be sure to go to NOIStudyGroup.com. Be able to fill out that form. The sister will reach out to you with the information to be able to get to your local mosque or study group. And when you go, be sure to fill out the sign-in sheet. Provide a screenshot or a picture of the completed sign-in sheet when you make it to your study group or to the mosque meeting on Sunday. Um, and again, we want you to come out on Friday, come out to self-improvement study group on Friday or make it to the public uh, Muhammad Mosque meeting that is held on Sunday at 11 a.m. as well. Uh, our brother, brother Stefan came on out to the mosque. He was at Mosque Marion this past Sunday to hear uh, brother student minister, uh, Dr. Wesley Muhammad. And he uh, took that step in beginning to accept his own and be being himself. So definitely give it a, a whelm. A warm welcome to our brother as he begins his process in joining the Nation of Islam as well. And if you would like to visit, again, go to www.noystudygroup.com. Fill out the form. The sister will provide you with the information to the local, local Muhammad Mosque study group in your area. And come on out um, and be able to get these teachings in person as well so without further ado we're going to go ahead and get the lecture started again this is a two-part session so we're going to watch the first half today and then we'll watch the second half tomorrow all right and i appreciate you all's cooperation a man of god is a servant of god in our midst make no mistake about it God is working in and through this man you say prove it well what man do you know that is more hated by our enemies and by the government of the most powerful nation on earth than the honorable minister Louis Farrakhan who do you know that has been more mocked, ridiculed, hated, lied on, beaten up in the press, yet he perseveres, yet he takes it all. He blesses those that curse him. Huh? I don't know of another man that resembles the man that I read of in the Bible more than the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, and I got something else to tell you. 
I'm going to tell it to you like it is. This book has no meaning to me. And it is not relevant except that God do for me what he did for the children of Israel, what he did for all of the enslaved and the oppressed. I have no reason to believe that there is a God in the world except that God do for me and my people what he did for all of those that I read of in the Bible. But now I know that there is a God. Now I know that there's a God interested in black folk. Now I know that there's not a God that just favors whites over blacks or the yellow man over the black man or the brown man over the black man. I know when I hear and see Louis Farrakhan that God loves him some black folk. That God loves the black man and woman of America. And if you are in doubt, I guarantee you that after Brother Farrakhan delivers his message this afternoon, you will know beyond a shadow of a doubt that God is indeed interested in the affairs of the black man and woman of America. And when you see this man, he's not a witness that God is coming. I'm going to say that again. He ain't not talking about God is on his way. Get ready for the Lord. Uh-uh. Mm -mm 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 -mm. When you see rain, hail, snow, earthquakes, and calamities, and disasters, and unusual patterns in the weathers, this ain't talking about God is coming. It's talking about that God is present in the world, and the man that we will see and hear from today is a witness that God is present in the world. Are you ready to receive the man of God this afternoon? I want to know is Moss Mariam in Los Angeles and San Francisco and New York and Detroit, Michigan and Dallas and Houston and over a hundred cities across this nation. Are you ready to receive and embrace the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan and the message that Allah has for him for us today? I, I feel his presence. He's making his way. He's coming. I think we're ready to receive our beloved minister, our beloved teacher, a divine leader, a divine teacher, and a divine guide. Here he is, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. <laughs> Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar! Allahu Akbar! Allahu Akbar! All praises due to Allah. All praises due to Allah. Doesn't he look beautiful? Isn't he a beautiful man? A wonderful man. All praises due to Allah for the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. Go ahead, brother minister. Allahu Akbar. Go ahead, brother minister. In the name of Allah, the beneficent, the merciful, 
We give him praise and thanks for his mercy and his kindness in giving to the human family revelation through the mouth of his prophets and messengers. We thank him for Moses and the Torah. We thank him for Jesus and the Gospel. We thank him for Muhammad and the Quran. Peace be upon these worthy servants of Allah. I am a student of the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad, and I could never thank Allah enough for his intervention in our affairs in the person of Master W. Farad Muhammad, to whom praise is due forever. We thank him for raising up among us one to lead, teach, and guide us to the straight path of God, the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad. I greet all of you, my dear brothers and sisters, with the greeting words of peace. We say it in the Arabic language, As-salamu alaykum. I'm very, very, very thankful to Allah to be here with you. Every time we get a chance to be with each other, to see each other, that's a blessing indeed. For many start the day, but they don't make it through the day. And since life is a gift from the giver of life, but he says in the Qur'an that he gives life and he is the ultimate cause of death. So every living thing must at some point taste of death. So the wise person does all that they can while they have time because we know not the hour that each of us will be called back to the giver of life. Life and how we use it is exceedingly important. Solomon said, to know God and to find God in your youth is a blessing. Because when you know God as a young person and live your life in obedience to God as a young man or a young woman, you have put your life in order and the blessing of life will come to you no matter how long or how short your lifespan is. It takes a long time to learn how to live. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad said it takes about 75 years to learn how to live. And most of us never get to that point. And the reason it takes time is because most of us have our own thoughts 
about how life should be lived. We don't consult the giver of life, the creator of life. And if we consult him, the way he wants us to live is a little bit much. So I'll do it my way. You know that Frank Sinatra song? I did it my way. And that's why we don't make it to 75. By the time we're in our 50s or 60s, we've lost our teeth and our hair. And we've lost, uh, some of us begin even to experience uh, senility. That's a very young age to experience this. Both uh, the Quran and the Bible teach us that in the day when Allah is manifest, He comes to give us life and to give it more abundantly. Meaning that if you don't know how to live in accord with the nature of your own life, then every day that you live is death. But if you know how to live, if you know how to eat to live, if you know how to think on that which is life, then you can preserve the gift of life that God gives us. Isaiah the prophet says that in that day a baby shall die at a hundred. You be considered a baby. But those that are of God, they will be like the planting of God, the trees of righteousness. You have trees that live a thousand years. You have turtles that are three and four hundred years old. And you are the best of God's creation with the best form of all of his creatures, yet we find it difficult to get to 70 and 80 or 90 and 100 without losing the vitality of life itself. So there's something that we need to know. There's something that we are missing. And that's what I want to talk to you about today. I want to thank uh, all the brothers of the FOI and sisters of the MGT who brought guests. And I want to thank all of the guests that are here today. We are deeply honored by your presence. We want you to know we want you to know that because that sign up on the dome which is a crescent and star this doesn't mean that this house is just for the Muslims or those who believe in Islam. This house is for all of you. And sometimes you drive by, you see, oh, that's the Muslim place. And you don't know that you're welcome here. You don't know that there's something good here for you. Well, how can they know except they have a teacher? And how can they have a teacher except he be sent? So, 
You have to go after your people and bring them to hear that which has changed your life into that which is better. And the more you do that, the more God is pleased with you because the judgment cannot take place until the people know that which they should know of God, of the enemy, of the true religion of God, of the time and what must be done. And if the people don't know that, then we are delaying the judgment. As the Bible says, hold back the four winds until I go down and seal my elect in their forehead with the seal of the living God. That only means until you have the knowledge of God, the judgment cannot come. So now today, I want to say to those who call themselves ministers and helpers of mine and teachers, unless you teach that which gives life, then there's no need to come here. I'm going to say that again. Unless you teach that which gives life, there's no need to invite me or my brothers and sisters to death, to the gift of gab but saying nothing, to eloquent speech but is going no place, tickling the ears of the people with folly or entertainment. You must challenge people to think, challenge people to grow beyond where you find them so that when they leave you, their minds have been elevated a few degrees above where their minds were when you found them. Then you know you're doing the work of Almighty God. Uh, I'm, I'm going to say before I get really into it that I um, was pushing some wax, trying to get it out of my ear, and I did a silly thing. I, I pushed it in. And uh, I can hear too good on this side. <laughs> so they say that disturbs your equilibrium, you know. So if you see me stagger, it isn't because I had a drink. <laughs> Uh, now, I would like to talk to you today from Scripture, but not just talk and quote Scripture, but try to be analytical. Because life is not in quoting the Word. Life is in understanding the Word of God. 
Power is in understanding the word of God. One can be used as an instrument of revelation. And revelation contains the highest form of electrical energy. You are an electrical being. All of this functions because of electricity. Uh -huh. You can be alive, then there's electrical current in your body. Uh -huh. But you're not alive until you are alive on the mental and spiritual plane. And you cannot be alive on the mental plane without knowledge that gives you the ability to deal with your life circumstance. And you cannot be alive on the spiritual plane until you have the most profound of all knowledge, which is the knowledge of God and the knowledge of self. And the true knowledge of God and self gives you the highest form of electrical energy that literally turns your mind on so much so that your skin lights up and people see the mark of life in your face because of the way you think, because the electrical energy of revelation has opened you up. Man has not fully discovered his own potential. It is revelation from God that opens man up to grow. And when I say man, there's no man without woman. So revelation opens us up for growth, for development on the mental and spiritual level which manifests itself on the physical level. Are you all right? Now, Isaiah the prophet, I've been quoting him for the last three weeks because it's so important when he says, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord hath anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. Now, there are many eloquent people in the world. But eloquence cannot give life. It's wonderful to be able to express yourself. But the Spirit of God 
comes from our belief in and observance of divine truth. When he says, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me to preach glad tidings to the meek, to proclaim liberty to the captive, to relieve those that are bound in a prison. This is the messianic work that must be done in this day and time. People are not free so liberty not only has to be proclaimed, it must be experienced. To be free, brothers. To be free, sisters. Hmm. Somebody sang a song. Oh, I wish that I knew what it means to be free. To be a slave all your life. Your fathers and grandfathers and great-grandfathers as chattel slaves. And you as a free slave. Still bound to the same people that your great-grandfather was bound to. And you don't know how to escape their power. You are a captive, brother. You are a captive sister of an alien idea, alien to the nature in which you are created. You are not only bound to your former slave masters and their children, but you are bound in a prison of ignorance. Now, many of us have great degrees from colleges and universities and it seems somewhat insulting that someone would say that we are steeped in ignorance. But everybody is ignorant of something. <laughs> I have to confess there are things that I'm ignorant of that maybe you know that's why everybody can teach you something if you're humble enough to learn now but there's a certain kind of ignorance that allows you to be a tool and a slave So the Bible says, my people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge. You can have degrees, but if it's the, it lacks that certain knowledge, that certain kind of knowledge that one must have in order to really be free. And that is the true knowledge of God and the true knowledge of yourself. For somebody to be anointed to preach 
the day of vengeance of our God. I mean, just think about that kind of work somebody has to do to announce a day of vengeance. Now, most of us have seen our people victimized and we feel powerless to deal with the unjust forces of this world. For somebody to stop you driving while black and have lust in their heart to kill you. So no matter how you act, it makes no difference. They beat you and if you're lucky enough to live, you are charged with so many things. Then they take you before their brother. Just this past week, a young man, Mr. Mirday, the jury just did not agree with the prosecution's case, and the brother was let go. And then the man from the Fraternal Order of Police said, a man like that, he's going to be arrested again. He better get out of Chicago. It's like a, a threat because he got beaten up and it caused two white officers to lose their job. Another man recently, a seriale, accused of killing a policeman. And about 150 policemen come in the court dressed in uniform with their guns to frighten and intimidate the jury, but the jury got hung because there was a black man on the jury who said, I, I, I can't go along with this. But it appears oftentimes that we are powerless. And your very nature calls out for justice. Somebody kills you. Well, that's why they have courts, so you won't kill. So the law is supposed to take a life for a life. But when we see ourselves snuffed out and we don't seem to get justice, we want to know, is there a God that is capable of ending the tyranny and the oppression and establishing justice in the earth? Don't tell me I should pray to God and that God has no feeling for my suffering or your suffering or our suffering so that God says wait on the Lord vengeance is mine saith the Lord because you can't handle this 
Ain't no use in you thinking you can handle the Caucasian. Just leave that alone. I don't say you shouldn't fight with those who fight with you. But for you to get little pop guns and think you're going to do something is insanity, brother. This man only sells the worst of his weapon stock to you and to your brothers and sisters in Africa and in Asia. They don't sell the Pakistanis their top weapons. They don't sell the Indians in the subcontinent of India their top weapons. They don't allow Egypt to have their top weapons. That's, that's for Israel and Europe, not for you. They give you the worst in their stockpile, just enough for you to kill your brother, but not enough to challenge them. And you better not even try to develop any weapon of mass destruction. He has them. Israel has them. South Africa has them. But don't you get them. We'll get you before you get started. Because only us, white folk, should be over an arsenal of weapons of mass destruction. Now China has such. Pakistan has an atomic weapon. India has atomic weapons. Iran, they say, is moving toward such. <laughs> so now, North Korea is developing rockets that can touch the United States. China already has some. So we need a, a, a weapon shield. I mean, a, a, a shield that can block ballistic missiles from coming over. Why? What do you expect? See, this is a day of vengeance. You can't do it. But your Quran and Bible is filled with prophecies of such a day that we have moved into. And if we don't know what our role is and get our role confused with God's role, we might end up more quickly food for worms. Now, Isaiah ask the question, listen to this. Shall the prey be taken from the mighty or the lawful captive delivered? But thus saith the Lord. I mean, just listen to the, the strength of that. But thus saith the Lord. And there's one thing God can't do. He just can't lie. He has the power to make his word bond. You can say what you're going to do and can't do it. But whatever God says he will do, trust it, brother. Trust it, sister. He will do it because there's nothing that can stop his will. Now look at this. Thus saith the Lord, even the captives of the mighty shall be taken away. It's a prophecy about you. As the Honorable Elijah Muhammad taught us, we are captives in the hand 
of our slave master's children. You think you're free. They won't let you go and they won't give you justice. Because you're just in their hand as a prey. And look at this. Even the captive of the mighty shall be taken away and the prey of the terrible shall be delivered. I mean, this man has been terrible in his treatment of our fathers and of us, the children of our fathers. And that is not something that has changed. It's more artful now. But he is so skillful, he don't have to kill you now. He has your brother so silly that your brother will kill you. So he stands back. He kills a few, and we take care of the rest. But he has many more skillful ways of killing people today. It's not about popping you, like assassinating, you know. They make it look reasonable. The mayor fell over on his desk. What's wrong? Well, he, he was a little overweight. He died of a heart attack. It could be. But the enemy is so skillful today, he can make death look natural. It's not an accident that so many leaders across this world of our people have prostate cancer. That's not an accident. There's a way of giving you cancer. In Africa recently, they sent a vaccine over for polio. And they vaccinated about 160,000 children. Come to find out the vaccine was poison. You don't have any pharmaceutical plant to manufacture those pharmaceuticals that will inoculate you and your children against disease. Gaddafi was building one, and one in the United States Senate said, if he continues, we'll drop an atomic bomb on him. They bombed the pharmaceutical plant in the Sudan, because the black man must never be able to prepare health for himself. He must depend on Europe the former colonial master and America, so as they depopulate Africa with AIDS and Ebola and other man-made viruses that destroy the immune system of the human being. Don't tell me that you don't need to know God today. Don't tell me you don't need to know a savior today that can deliver us from the wicked plans of our enemies. Look at the book. 
I will contend with him that contendeth with thee. And I will save thy children. God talking. And I will feed them that oppress thee with their own flesh. This means you can look for another type of war that Europe will be involved and white folk will start killing each other. This also means revolution in the streets of America. You can believe it or let it alone. But I'm not here to play with you and I'm not here to tickle your ears. If you live, you will walk right into this that God has said through the mouth of his prophets. America is the place where God will make his power known. He let no foreign bombs drop on this. She has destroyed cities in Europe and Africa and Asia, but no power has destroyed one American city. This is a reserved place and a preserved area for the God of power to make himself known because everybody on this earth fears America. All you got to do is travel outside of this country and see the terror that America brings to little nations in Africa and the Middle East and in Asia. Her power is awesome. Her reach is awesome. She says, like the Bible says, I sit as a queen and shall see no sorrow. Not so. America's cities will come down under earthquakes. Terrific storms, rain, hail, snow. You think because you can go to McDonald's now and Wendy's and buy a burger and you have never known real hunger. America has been blessed more than any nation on this earth. She is so blessed with produce Sometimes in order to keep the price high, she'll throw food away rather than give it to the poor. Here the greatest nation on the earth has nearly 13 million people homeless. Oh, you think about that. The richest nation on the earth has millions in poverty and people going to bed hungry in the greatest nation on this earth. Insane asylums filled and the prisons busting with people. Now prison has become big businesses on the stock market and they're investing in prisons. Because the plan is that the prey will be a lawful captive. 
starting with DCFS. Take your children, foster care, juvenile detention, then from there to prison, in and out, in and out, in and out, until your whole life becomes one of a new kind of slave. So it's called the prison industrial complex now. Then he says, they shall be drunk with their own blood as with sweet wine. And all flesh shall know that I, the Lord, am thy Savior and thy Redeemer, the Mighty One of Jacob. Now it talks about the day of vengeance of our God. Now that's really some kind of language to use. The possessive pronoun. We know that Allah is the Lord of the world. But here is a prophecy of God fighting for a particular and peculiar people. Lord of the world's but a focus on a people that were no people at all. Y'all all right? Now listen, listen to the words of Jesus. He says, I thank thee, Father in heaven, for keeping these things from the wise and the prudent men and revealing them unto babes. It's in two of the Gospels but it has deep meaning. What do you mean, babes? God doesn't waste time revealing heavy wisdom to little babies. They can't handle it. So the baby is not a literal baby. But a baby here, or babe, is an innocent or inexperienced person. It's talking about a people without the experience of a free people. They're considered babes. They're considered children because they have not matured mentally to take responsibility for themselves and their children and their future and their destiny. They keep begging their former slave masters to educate them, to give them a job, to build a home for them when we are capable of doing all of that for ourselves. Babes, children. Now listen. But he says... I thank thee for keeping these things. What things? Here are wise men, prudent men, and certain wisdom has been kept from them. Now, if you don't see yourself as a wise and prudent man, it hasn't been kept from you. But if you see yourself as a real wise person, and a real wise person is not in this audience, unless you are angelic and we don't know you. 
I don't mean to say that there's not wisdom in the audience. But the people that this is referring to are the rulers of the society in all spheres of human activity. There's wisdom that has been kept from them. And then it's revealed unto babes. Now, look, brothers, I, 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 please bear with me a few more minutes. Look. What, what is revelation? When you say something is being revealed, that don't mean you can go to the library and get it out of the library. Because it's not there. I don't care how many books you have the command of. There is knowledge that is not in the library. We are living in a universe of plenty of knowledge. But when God chooses to reveal, it means he's disclosing or opening up truth that has not yet been known in the world. Well, if it has not yet been known in the world, then the people that run the world, rule the world, don't know this. So when God, listen to me, chooses an innocent, inexperienced, babe-like people to give them revelation, he is giving you the scepter of rulership over those that once ruled over you. Are you listening? So look, if you're the ruler and wisdom that you didn't know is now being revealed to an inexperienced people. That excites the rulers. Because in what they hear is the end of their power. Listen, listen. No man can rule you except he has greater knowledge than you. But when God puts a greater knowledge in you than is in your former ruler, then your ruler cannot rule you anymore. Excuse me for getting a little excited. <laughs> because, wait, 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 wait. You can't beat your enemy with a stick or a club. You may beat him up with your fist, but tomorrow he's back on top because he has a knowledge that is superior to your knowledge. And until you can possess a knowledge superior to his, then he will always be your master. And he will always keep you even from equal access to knowledge. 
Because if he wants to continue to rule you, and white people do not like following black people, they'll follow you in a sneaky kind of way. <laughs> if you know what I mean. You know the high five? See, that's us. Anytime you see white folks doing high five, see, they're following you. But they don't want to admit that. You see Eminem and the Beastie Boys and white folk rapping. You brought rap to the world, now white folk rap. You say, wait a minute. They're following you, but they don't want to admit that. You're leading, but you're leading on in fields that don't trouble the rulers. You lead in music, you lead in art, you lead in culture, you lead in sport, but that don't trouble the enemy. Because you're not uh, bothering his ability to continue to rule you. But when you get up, where God operates. God operates on the mental and spiritual plane. Oh, now you're getting somebody in trouble. So listen, when the babies start speaking things that the wise and the prudent men never heard, then they will be the opponents of revelation. They will be the opponent of the revelator. And they will be the opponent of the people who believe in that revelation. And as the Holy Quran teaches, they will not be happy until they bring you back to where you were. That will put you under them. Look. Can you imagine the strength that Christopher Columbus had to have to stand up in the face of the European religious leaders and scholars that believed that the earth was flat. And he believed that the earth was round. Now here's a man challenging what the rulers believe. He was lucky to get Queen Elizabeth and King Ferdinand to give him three ships. And the naysayers were saying, he's going to fall off the end of the earth, man. And who were the naysayers? The rulers. You have heard of Galileo? Galileo, in the face of people who believe that the earth was the center of the universe, Galileo said, no, the sun is the center of the universe. Well, look how strong he had to be to say to the religious leaders and scholars of his day, the sun is the center, not the earth.
They opposed that poor man so bad till he recanted. Now I want to just talk a moment about recantation. Because when God gives you revelation, and you're the first in the world to know a particular truth, then the whole world will come against you. And it's going to take extraordinary strength on your part to stand up. And they won't be satisfied until they make you recant. And then later, after you have sold out life, generations down the pike will say, Galileo was right, but he was a weak man. Because when you know the truth, you have to be willing to die on that truth. And in being willing to die for that truth, your death empowers the truth and therefore you can never die as long as the truth that you died for lives. Imagine the early Christians being fed to lions because they confessed Jesus Christ. I mean, you think about that. I mean, we face some kind of beast every day. But, I mean, imagine being in an arena, brother, <laughs> facing some hungry lions. And you chanting, you know, singing hymns as a lion is biting on you. And the wicked Caesar sitting up in the arena watching. And he's saying, what kind of God is this that these people have that rather than save their lives, they die for the truth that they believe? Surely, surely there's something to this. This teaches us that when revelation comes, it will be opposed by the scholars and scientists and the people of knowledge. Because this new knowledge will be the possession of a few who must have strength to stand against the many until the many learn that which is contained in what God has now revealed. In the Holy Quran, it teaches us that Allah knows best where to place his message. He don't place his message on a turncoat or a punk. I want you to hear me well.
Excuse me for using such common language. But a punk is one who's this way today and that way tomorrow. Whichever way the wind blow, that's the way the punk go. But God's man, he stand firm against all the odds and all the comers. He stands firm. God knows best where to place his message. I call to witness Moses, Jesus, and Muhammad ibn Abdullah. Peace be upon them. God placed his message in Moses. Pharaoh was powerful. Moses was somewhat shaky. But he didn't bend. Pharaoh didn't believe. Moses kept on. Until that which Pharaoh was threatened with came to pass. The Holy Quran says, in death, Pharaoh lifted up his eyes. He was drowning, and he bore witness, there is no God but Allah. And Allah, in an act of mercy, saved his body that he can be in the museum today as a sign to the Pharaoh of today. You can be powerful and think that you are God. But when the true God comes, he will whoop you until you bear witness that he is God. And he makes the mighty bow down. And your Bible tells you every knee will bow. And every tongue will confess. Let's go a little further. Jesus came into the world. He suffered great persecution. But you don't hear Jesus recanting. Notice this. Now, as Muslims, we see this a little differently than the Christians. But I don't want to deal with where we differ at this point, but the death that is put in the scripture for Jesus, crucifixion, that's no lightweight death holding you up to public ridicule, putting nails in your hands. Nails in your feet, stripping you down with just a little something to hide your shame. Putting a crown of thorns on your head. People walking by, spitting on you, throwing stones at you. Never once did he say, God, I hate you for causing me to suffer. 
He prayed. And the book said the Lord heard his prayer. Oh, man, this is too sweet. He was strong. God, I would love to have the strength of the true followers of Jesus and the true followers of Moses and the true followers and companions of Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him. When you look at what Allah revealed to his servant, Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, that man said, if the sun were at my right hand and the moon were at my left, I could never deny what God had revealed. I mean, think over the strength of a man to suffer for the sake of truth. Truth is the biggest thing in the universe. Everything in the heavens and earth is built on truth. And our life is built on truth. So without truth we have no life. So our life should be for the truth. And we should die in behalf of the truth. Then we live. There is no death for Muhammad. There is no death for Jesus. There is no death for Moses. There is no death for those that stand with the prophets. Allah says in the Quran, Speak not of those who die or are slain in the way of Allah as dead. Don't speak of them as dead. They are alive. But you understand not. Flesh and blood has to go back to the earth. But when you live your life for something beyond the vanity that gives pleasure to the flesh, when you can suffer for a higher cause than yourself, when you can give up your own desires to see the will of God established. There ain't no death for you. The grave can never claim Muhammad. The grave can never claim Abu Bakr, Uthman, Ali, Omar, or the righteous companions of the prophets. They're not dead. They are alive every time we say assalamu alaikum. They are alive in that greeting because they lived and they died to establish the book that is the foundation of our faith. Now, I'm going a little further. Beloved, as a Muslim, and we believe that all of the prophets were Muslims, in that they all submitted their will to do the will of God. And we believe that all of you, 
are Muslims. Meaning that you were born with the nature to submit to God. You may call yourself Christian or Jew or this or that. We understand those beautiful names that you call yourself. But your nature is to be obedient to God. You can't help that. The Holy Quran says that is the nature in which he created all things to obey his law. And he created you the same. Okay? Now, Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, received what is called revelation. It's the last book to be revealed among the human family. It's the last it is younger than the Torah of the Jews or the gospel of the Christians. But in a sense, it is older, though it is Because the Quran was revealed to protect the truth of what Moses revealed or what God revealed to Moses and what God revealed to Jesus. And the Quran is a compilation of the best of that which God revealed to all of his servants, known or unknown. Now listen to the words that Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, heard in the cave on the mountain there a little outside of Mecca. Ikra, read. He heard a voice. Ikra, read. He said, I can't read. And the voice said again, Ikra, read. He said, but I can't read. And the voice said, read in the name of thy Lord, who creates man from a clot and taught man by the pen what man knew not. Read, and your Lord is most generous. Read. When he heard those words, he knew that God was conferring upon him a mantle. Messengerhood, prophethood. It was a little while after, a pretty long while after, he got the second revelation. He hears it but those around him don't hear. That is very interesting because you have a tendency to disbelieve because so many people are just liars, you know what I mean? <laughs> I, I went to sleep last night and 
And the Lord spoke to me. Well, the Lord could have. I can't say the Lord didn't. But after we watch you a We might see that the Lord had nothing to do with you. But listen to this. These prophets hear the voice of God speaking to them in a language that they recognize. I want you to reason with me. If you hear a word and a voice, a voice is created by the vibration of vocal cords with air passing through those vocal cords and you make a sound in a language that the recipient knows. He does not see the speaker. Okay? Around the country today, People are listening to me, but they don't see the speaker. But intelligence should tell you that just because you don't see the speaker, that does not mean the speaker does not exist in reality. You just don't see him because he's not there with you. He was not there with Prophet Muhammad, but he spoke to him. And then when the Prophet came out of the cave, said he looked in four directions. And he saw the form of a man. He could not make out a face but he saw a form and he said that that form was the angel Gabriel or Jibreel who was the conduit of the message and the conduit said he got it from Allah he delivered it to Muhammad But Allah is not seen. And Jibreel is not seen, but heard. The voice of God is heard. Because the angel can't say nothing but what God permitted him to say. So when we open up the Holy Quran, we know we're reading a conversation between God and his servant Muhammad and through that servant to any one of us who want access to God's talk to Muhammad. I'm getting at something. Now, if I ask you who is God? I'm sure that most of us will say, oh yes, I already know God. I am a Christian. Of course, I know God a little better. I am a Jew. 
or I know God best because I am a Muslim. <clears throat> People pride themselves in the knowledge that they receive from their study of the Word of God. May I ask a question? Whose world is this in which we are now living? Would you say this is God's world? Careful how you answer now. Now, of course, in order to understand language, we should have to define terms so we know that we are on the same page when we talk about a world. I know whose universe this is. That's not what I asked you. I said, whose world is this? Is not it true that it is written in both the Bible and Quran that God would give Satan a time a season to rule and deceive the people and the nations of the earth. Am I telling the truth? Is that what's in the Bible? Is that what's in the Holy Quran? Okay, okay. So if God is giving Satan a time to rule, two things can't occupy the same space at the same time. So if Satan is ruling God, steps back and gives Satan the freedom to deceive. If, in fact, this is Satan's world, what comprises a world? In a world, there are religious systems. There are political systems. There are educational systems. There are economic systems. There are systems of jurisprudence. There are kings and rulers and governments. Architecture, art, culture. All of this goes for a world. Well, can I ask a question now? If this is Satan's world, who is the master of the religion that you profess? Now, look, look, brothers, sisters, look. I want you to think with me because I'm a Muslim. And if you are a Christian or a Jew, we all believe that God is the master of the religion that we believe in. Therefore, we all believe that we are serving God. Wrong. If you were serving God, 
the fruit of that service would be evident. In terms of your own personal life and character and your power to transform the environment in which you live. Hear me? This is Satan's world. And even though Allah has sent prophets into the world to teach the people of himself and his way and give the people true guidance, no prophet, no, not one, has been able to keep his message pure and the practice of his teaching pure. Not one. I know, I know, I know. Muslims, we judge a person's true faith, you know, by what you call his akida. And I know that you believe that your akida is right. Let me tell you something. It does not take 10 men to change the world. One man with the right Akita can change the entire world. One man. Prophet Muhammad was one man. Jesus was one man. Moses was one man. There are one billion Muslims on this earth. Who claim the right Akidah. But you're weak and you're powerless to deal with the Western world and the world of Satan. I want you to stop a minute and check yourself. Because knowledge should make us Humble and not arrogant. Amen. Knowledge should make us stop constantly seeking to know more. Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, said, A man who goes out in search of knowledge is in the path of God until he returns. Because if you go out in search of knowledge, you never return. You die on that journey because you can never live long enough to encompass the knowledge that is in this universe from the Lord of creation. Huh? 
So, why get arrogant? Because you've got a little doctorate degree. Why get arrogant? Because you've learned how to quote the book. Why get arrogant? Because you have a few followers. Why get arrogant? Because you know a little more today than you knew yesterday. Satan never allowed success to come to the prophets and their truths. The most successful man in the last 6,000 years is Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him. But the religion of Islam is mastered today. have to say the truth. By those who arrogate to themselves scholarship. And it is they who have caused the ummah or the community to deviate from the path of God. I will show what I mean in just a few minutes. I'm almost there. Can you abide with me a little bit? Now, if Satan is the god of this world, then Satan's job is to deceive the people with respect to the true nature of God. If you know God, Satan can't rule you. So Satan, in order to stay in power, has to deceive the world with respect to God. Have you worshiping him, thinking you're worshiping the true God? Satan... You can't be Satan without fast knowledge. You have to know the truth in order to deceive the people who seek the truth. So we who believe in God, the question we have to ask ourselves, have we been deceived? We who have a religion and we go to our mosques and our churches and our synagogues and our temples, we have to ask, is Satan the master of my religion? How can, how can I tell? What yardstick can we use to make a proper judgment? Well, if we don't have the power to overturn Satan's world by means of our religion, which is the re revealed word of God, then something has short-circuited the power in the word. 
that gave the prophet the power in 23 years and in less than a hundred to conquer the known world. What did he and they have that a billion Muslims don't have today? What did he and they have that a billion Muslims don't have today? I'm not saying that there are not some highly enlightened Muslims and Christians and Jews that are fighting for the purity of the faith. That's not what I'm saying. There are beautiful Muslims, Christians, and Jews who are fighting for the purity of the word. But they are dominated by political leaders who claim the religion and by religious leaders who have sold out claiming the religion and religious leaders who are corrupt. Mm. Not only do we not have the power to overturn Satan's world, but most of us don't have the power to overturn our own demonic expressions. Wait, 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 wait. See, I don't want us to abuse ourselves with thinking that we got it. Because the moment you say you got it, you lost it. You always got it to get. And the more you keep striving to get, the more you hold on to what you got. But the more you think you got it, that's when you lost it and you start degenerating from that point. You end the faith, but you live in the life of faithlessness. You're a Christian, but you live in a satanic life. Talk to me. You're a Muslim, but you don't know what living an Islamic life is. It's more than just five prayers a day. Anybody can bend and bow. Satan can do that well, too. So if you're going to judge me, let us see if he prays the proper way. I can fool the hell out of you. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. Oh, listen, I think he's a true Muslim. Oh, shut up. You don't know what the hell is true in this world. Ain't nothing true that hasn't been tried. I can bend, I can bow, I can prostrate. That don't mean I bent and bowed my will to do the will of the Lord of the worlds. I can get up from my prayer and go to being the biggest devil, dope dealer, pimp, blood sucker of the people. And do it all in the name of Allah, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Muhammad, in the name of Moses. Now, 
I have to, I have to take this subject in parts because it's clear. I want you to know with the deepest respect to Minister Ishmael Muhammad, who, and Brother Minister Jamil and, and other ministers and helpers who are doing a good job. But I can't, in the name of getting well, stay away from doing what I'm supposed to do. Wait, wait, wait. I don't want none of you to arrogate to yourself that you know the way. Because if you knew the way, the people would reflect back. And since, and since I am responsible, then I'm sorry. I can't let you continue to teach this foolishness that you're teaching and call it the revealed word of God. Now I want you to hear what I'm about to say. See, some of us have become entertainers. We're not real teachers. We don't study. We have the gift of gab. Well, hell, if you want to be Gabby Hayes, go join Gene Autry and the rest of the cowboys and play those stupid games. But if you want to help raise a people from death into life, then you better study the word of Almighty God Allah and deliver that word properly. All right, all right. Let me know if you all can hear me. You can see me. We're going to pause it right here. We have um, roughly about an hour or so left in the lecture. Uh, so we'll pick that up tomorrow. Inshallah, I'll see you tomorrow. We'll pick it up. Uh, we'll have the premium space back open as well for us to share feedback. Um, I pray you've been taking notes. I pray that you've been uh, being able to pick up something from what we got so far in this first half. It's, this is an electrifying lecture here as well. Um, I wanted to make sure that I also put up uh, the title and when it was delivered as well, because it's crucial to be aware of when these messages are being um, dropped as well, because just as uh, Brother Abdul Kaim brought out that we want to make sure we give context. So when you think about what took place in 2001, you know, we, we want to be aware of why it was so important that this message was delivered and why we need to be aware of the knowledge of God, knowledge of self, being aware of, and, and the sister sacred brought up a great um, question, uh, which the minister definitely brought up. Praise be to Allah. He was able to answer that for her as well. But we have to be aware that if we had the knowledge that we needed, 
we would not be in the condition that we're in. We would not have been put in a condition that we were put in as well if we had the sufficient knowledge that would make us or set us free. Um, and, and one of the things that I wanted to be sure to highlight in this part of this is, is that life and power is in understanding the word of God. So it's good to quote scriptures. It's good to quote the Quran. It's good to be able to tell somebody to go read this particular scripture here. But if you don't understand what you're reading, it's not going to give you that electrical energy that you need to be able to wake up out of your sleep condition. It's not going to allow you to come forward from the darkness that you're in, that darkness of ignorance, if you're just reading the words, but you don't understand it. Something that we um, have been speaking on at uh, my mosque, my mosque here, is that we don't don't want to skip over words. This is why it's important to pay attention to what the minister is saying, being able to study the words that we're reading so that we understand what is being said, because if we're not clearing those words, that's something that I've learned recently about learning how to clear words. Um, and, and when you clear the words, you give now the proper context, you have the proper meaning and the understanding of the whole sentence of what's being said. And we're not glossing over words and making our own interpretation of what the word says or what a book says or, or what someone is teaching us. We have a clearer understanding so that we can get the full message and that way we can be electrified. And the minister brought out how revelation contains the highest form of electrical energy. Um, so we want to make sure that when we are, and that's that's the importance of even on this digital rostrum that we have uh, that Brother Ben has created that, you know, I take it very seriously as well because I want to be careful about what I say. Um, and, and we also want to make sure that we're not tickling the ears. We're not just saying what people want to hear. We're saying what needs to be said and we're providing context to what we're teaching and what we're sharing with the family as well because it's so important because it's the difference between life and death we don't want to just be entertaining each other I'm, I'm not here just to be able to give you a fancy words or anything like that um, because I'm learning as well no one um, that you come across is is knows it all so we have to be understand that we have to be humble and that's what uh, the minister brought out towards the tail end of this part of the lecture is that the knowledge should make you humble and not arrogant. So none of us should feel like we know it all. No one should feel like they have it all figured out, that they understand all of these life-giving teachings after their first lecture, after being on the power call for a few times. And this is the importance of, of going and visiting your local Muhammad Mosque and study group as well, because you need, we got to continuously put ourselves and expose ourselves to these teachings so that we can begin to grow in knowledge. And this is a, a, a journey that is everlasting that we're on because we are in such a, a deep, dark space at one time. We were we were made in this condition by the enemy, which the sister brought out about how Satan had a knowledge that is was greater than ours because if he didn't, we wouldn't have been able to be ruled by Satan or by the enemy. We wouldn't have been able to be tricked or deceived by Satan if we had a greater knowledge than him at that time. And that was the importance of Allah who came in the person of Master Father Muhammad, raising up a messenger in the most honorable Elijah Muhammad and then leaving us a divine remi reminder and Messiah and I miss the honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan to continue to give us these teachings so that we can rise above out of that ignorance rise above that uh, inferior knowledge that we've been given that we've been taught by the enemy into a greater knowledge of God of ourselves, of the enemy so that we can begin to have a true power to over overcome 
um, this enemy that we have as well and the importance of overcoming the enemy that we have within ourselves. So there's something that we want to keep in mind. So be sure things that you've learned and picked up from this part of this lecture. Again, this is a two part section. This is a very deep lecture. I was listening to it last night. Um, so the second half is, is, is he's really going to get deep into it. He's going to bring, he's going to bring the, uh, the, the whiteboard out. So, you know, when he starts writing on the whiteboard, we want to make sure we have our notes so we can take some notes so we can get a deeper understanding of what he's teaching us so that we can get a better understanding of the knowledge of God, a better understanding of ourselves and of this enemy so that we can begin to rise into a power that we are ordained to have as well. So definitely visit your local Muhammad Mosque study group. Friday is self-improvement study group. Our public meeting is on um, Sundays at 11 in your local area as well. And be sure to continue to stay on this course of study. Um, the minister brought out towards the end of this that even as teachers, even those who are presenting this message, that we want to make sure that we're studying as well because we're here to provide the, the knowledge and provide the revealed word to God the right way, the proper way, not just entertaining. So I'm just reiterating that point as well, that we all need to study because even when we're sharing things with one another, we don't want to give our own interpretation of what's said. We want to give the proper um revelation of what is said, the proper understanding of what is revealed as well. So just keep that in mind. If you would like to upgrade so that you can give your takeaways tomorrow, be sure to go to www.powercall.net if you're using an Apple or iPhone device. If you're using an Android device and you're in the app, be sure to upgrade within the app if you would like to share your takeaways on the call tomorrow and going forward as well. And also have access to the brothers only space, the sisters only space to be able to get into these classes. We have a course that's available in the premium space as well. So share your feedback if you if you actually dove into that, if you visited or had a chance to participate in one of the classes. I believe the sister classes have started. We have another one this Sunday as well. So be sure um to to leave your feedback on the call or on these classes specifically in the power call testimonials that is just for your testimonies your takeaway your feedback from the, the the specific classes the specific calls that we're on and that we're studying um and then also if you want to just share information utilize the chat space in the home section so the chat space in the home section, if you want to drop scriptures or if you want to share some good tidbits that you, you know, want to motivate or keep inspired or make a, you know, announcements and, and do different things like that. Use the chat space in the home section or if you're in a community, you can um, use the chat space in the power call uh, premium community space as well. But just make sure that we remember that we utilize the power call testimonials for just testimonials, feedback, takeaways from the lectures and things that you're learning, the courses that you're taking within the community as well. Um, so again, www.thepowercall.net. That's how you upgrade that. If you're, if you were sent this link out and you haven't actually joined the app, that's how you join the app as well. www.thepowercall.net. It is scrolling below. And also as a reminder to visit your local Muhammad Mars and study group, go to www.nystudygroup.com. 
And be sure to fill out the sign-in sheet when you go to your local Muhammad Masa study group. Take a picture and send it back or take a screenshot of you completing the sign-in sheet and showing that you've made it to the study group or made it to the meeting um, and send it back to the sister that reaches out to you and provides the location information so that we can get that counted. We can also uh, welcome you in and, and uh, salute you and shout you out when you do make it out. Like I said, shout out to Brother Stefan um for coming out to Muhammad Mas Mas Mariam in Chicago um and taking that step and becoming himself and accepting his own as well we appreciate you brother for doing that so you too can get these type of shout outs as well by doing so so I leave you with that um and, and again I appreciate you all for tapping in I appreciate everybody's cooperation and also remember check your messages for you when you want to get an update you're not sure why something's not working Nine times, really 10 times out of 10, there's going to be a message sent out directly to you. A mass message is sent out to be able to make everyone aware of the updates. If we all going to be on Vimeo for a specific time, if we're going to have feedback or not, it will be in your messages. So be sure that when you when you tap in in the mornings, just check your messages, check for the updates um, so that everybody's on the same page because we're doing a, a, a striving to do a better job of communicating. We want to make sure that everyone is on the same page so there's no hassle when it's time to get in to catch the lecture so that you're not missing anything. So check your messages. Be sure to check out the different different spaces that you have access to for any updates that are available as well. But inshallah, I will see you tomorrow. Um, continue to keep the family in your prayers, your brothers and sisters in your prayers, because we all are going through different trials and tribulations, different things that we're working to overcome and strive to do better at. So let's keep each other in our prayers. Let's also keep Brother Ben um, and his wife and his newborn, baby Elijah, um, and his entire family in our prayers as well as he continues to to get stronger every day um but i appreciate you all and i appreciate your patience again utilize the power call testimonies to share what you've had uh what you've taken away from this part and inshallah tomorrow part two we'll get it finished up so we can get that full context and hear your feedback so have a great day and a blacktastic day and inshallah I'll see you tomorrow assalamualaikum